everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. Okay, now I have a very special shout out to give to our newest premium member, who is called Anya. And Anya lives in Ontario, Canada. She's a new subscriber. And she said, I love your stories because they are great. I listen to your stories on the rides to school every morning. I hope more kids will listen to your stories and subscribe to your podcast. Wow, thank you so much, Anya. That's so kind of you. And we're so happy to hear how much you love the stories. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. And thank you for joining the Premium Channel. Hi, Lucy. My children, Alice and Russell, listen to the podcast every night. Russell has a story idea involving a family on a walk with their dog, Quincy. They find a football field and the dog finds a football buried and digs it out. The whole family then appears on a magic football stadium with dogs as fans and players. One of the best things about owning a dog is getting outside and going for a long walk. And that's just what Quincy's family were doing. Quincy loved these long walks, exploring new places and seeing new sights. Quincy, you see, was the family dog. Quincy's favorite part was seeking out new smells, rummaging through the grass after rabbits, tracking a squirrel to a tree, or just investigating that really unusual smell that he'd never smelt before, like today, for example. The family had headed along streets and paths they'd never explored before, right on the edge of town, eventually coming across a football field. The goalposts were old and falling apart, and the field itself was in need of a cut. There was even a pair of bleachers on the field's edge, but the benches looked unsafe, with one having partially collapsed. It doesn't look like anyone's played here for a while, said Russell to his sister Alice. It's ancient, said Alice, but look, Quincy's still enjoying it. The dog had his nose to the ground and was chasing a scent backwards and forwards across the pitch. As the family watched, he made a dash down the field under a battered goalpost across the overgrown end zone and into some much longer grass, where he all but disappeared. I bet he's after a rabbit, Alice said. Oh, did he catch one? said a worried Russell as Quincy emerged with something in his mouth but it wasn't a rabbit. The dog trotted happily up to his family and dropped the object in front of them. It was an old brown leather football. It's covered in mud, pointed out Russell as he bent down to pick it up. Quincy must have dug it up. But as his fingers brushed the cracked leather surface, a dazzling light blinded them all, causing them all to stagger backwards. What was that? asked their mom, blinking her eyes to clear her vision. Yeah, that was bright, said a new voice. Quincy? asked Russell. Did you say something? Uh, hey, I, I guess I did, he said. Everyone could see properly now. 
But what they were looking at was very different from a moment ago. Quincy stood upright on his back legs like a human and was admiring the fact that he now had hands. And behind him, the old overgrown football field was transformed. The grass was cut short, with the yard lines clearly marked in white, while the goalposts were as good as new. The bleachers were undamaged and full of people. No, not people, Russell realized. They're all dogs, he said. Alice yelped beside him. So are you, she barked. And so are you, yelped Russell. In fact, they were all dogs. Oh man, what is going on? There was no time to wonder, as they were soon surrounded by a pack of cheerful hounds who were thrusting red t-shirts, helmets, and pads at them all. Hey, Coach Quincy, said a happy-looking Dalmatian. We're all looking forward to the game. Uh, are you? replied Quincy, as amazed at what was happening as the rest of the family. He looked to Russell, wondering what to do, but all Russell could do was shrug his shoulders. Oh well, thought Quincy. We may as well have some fun with this. Good to hear it, he declared loudly. That's how we win games, with a positive attitude. Oh, well said, Coach Quincy, grinned a Boston Terrier. Alice giggled. It was funny seeing her dog playing at being a coach. The referee was signaling that it was time for the game to begin. So Quincy urged everyone to get into position. Russell, much to his surprise found he was the team's star quarterback. As they prepared for the game to begin, Alice noticed that the crowd were holding up signs and banners in support of their favorite team. The red signs and banners said, Go, Long Snouts, while the other team said, Go, Pugs, and were in green. Quincy wasn't only the coach, but the team captain too, and was pleased when the Long Snouts won the toss. You're the kicker, Alice, he announced, meaning it was Alice's job to kick the brightly colored ball from the defense's 35-yard line. Alice nodded nervously. There were a lot of people watching her. Taking a deep breath, she booted the ball down the field, accompanied by a huge cheer from the crowd. The game had begun. The long snouts, it turned out, worked well as a team, but despite a great start, the Pugs were proving to be a great team as well. It was going to be a tough game. The Long Snout's biggest worry was an enormous player on the Pug side, a Rottweiler known by his teammates as Chunk. Too often when the Long Snouts tried to run, Chunk was there to block their path, resulting usually in a bone-crunching tackle. On one such run, Russell found himself pounded to the ground, getting a face full of turf for his troubles. Well, we're not going to win this game if we keep running into Chunk like that, said Quincy. It's like running into a brick wall. Tell me about it, groaned Russell, rubbing his bruised body. Come on, long snouts, shouted Quincy. You can do this. The next play, though, saw things get worse. The pugs had a greyhound on the team, and when she got hold of that ball, there was just no stopping her. She powered through the long snouts defense to achieve an easy touchdown. All of a sudden, the long snouts were struggling. By the halftime break, the long snouts had scored just seven, while the pugs had almost doubled that at 15. 
What are we going to do, coach? asked the disheartened Dalmatian. Everyone's eyes were on Quincy. The dog took a long gulp of his drink before calmly looking at each face of his players. Look, I know it looks bad, but we've got everything we need for a victory, said Quincy calmly. What do you mean? asked Alice innocently. Well, said Quincy, first of all, we know we're a good team. We're playing well out there. And it's that teamwork that gives us advantage. But what about Chunk and the Greyhound? asked Russell. One gives us trouble when we're on offense, and the other runs rings around us on defense. Quincy nodded. Mm, that's true, and we all know it, and because we know it, we can act on it. Chunk may be big, but he is slow. We've got to go wider and make him move more. We'll soon tire him out. As for that greyhound, she's quick, but she does the same move every single time. So that means we reposition our defense to get in her way. Half the battle is understanding the other team, and I think we understand the pugs very well now. An excited murmur ran through the long snouts. Coach Quincy was right. They could keep doing the same plays that were getting them nowhere, or they could learn from the game they'd played so far. I say we go for it, grinned Russell. Go, long snouts. The next quarter was a very different game. They kept Chunk on the move, and soon the huge player was puffing and panting. Unused to doing so much running, he had become too reliant on his size and strength, and his teammates were too reliant on him. When Quincy got past for a third time, the poor Rottweiler looked as if he would burst into tears. But that wasn't the only change in fortune. The Greyhound was being met with a stronger defense now. A few hard tackles had made her less confident, and even seen two fumbles of the ball. By the end of the third quarter, the long snouts had closed the gap with 17 points to the Pugs' 18. Well played, team, grinned Quincy, his tail wagging. Yeah, we're, we're gonna win this, laughed the Dalmatian. Now, don't get too confident, Quincy warned. Remember, if we can change tactics, so can the pugs. Stay alert and keep your eyes open out there. Coach Quincy was right to be cautious, because the final quarter did see the pugs change their game. No matter who had possession of the ball, neither team was able to break through. Turnover after turnover followed with no change to the scores. And as the minutes ticked towards the game's end, it was looking like the Pugs would take the win. What do we do, Quincy? asked Russell desperately. We're out of time. Not quite, replied the long snout coach. But if we're going to stand any chance, I'm going to need your best throw. Russell nodded a serious look on his face. I'll do it, he said. The long snouts had possession, so they had to act right away. Alice snapped the ball to Russell as Quincy broke into the run of his life, sprinting down the field. The pugs were closing in on Russell, and he knew that if he lost the ball now, it was all over. Leaving it until the very last second, he hurled the ball forward just as a burly pug player clattered into him. The ball arced high over the heads of the players to land in the outstretched fingers of the sprinting Quincy. But he wasn't safe yet. Chunk was right in his path. Knowing Chunk was even more tired than he was, Quincy did the only move he had on offer. He made a run to the right, 
forcing Chunk to move with him before dodging left and under Chunk's outstretched arm. It was so close that Chunk's fingers came within a whisker of Quincy's nose, but the long snout's coach was past and making the final dash for the end zone. With the opposing players hot on his heels, his tired feet pounding to the ground, he swept over the goal line to an air-splitting cheer. Six points, bellowed Russell from where he'd picked himself up from the tangle of bodies on the floor. The referee's whistle sounded, and it was all over. The long snouts had won. Despite feeling exhausted, the red-shirted players swept forward and scooped up their coach, supporting him on two of the players' shoulders as the crowd cheered and waved. In his hands, Quincy clutched the brightly colored ball. Upon seeing Russell, he called catch and threw it to him. Russell caught it easily, but when he looked down, he realized it wasn't the brightly colored ball at all. Somehow, it had become the old, mud-covered, brown leather ball that Quincy had dug up. He opened his mouth to say something just as the dazzling light burst forth once more. The family were all back on the old, overgrown football field. There were no crowds on the bleachers, no markings on the pitch, and no players to be seen. Blinking her eyes quickly, Alice asked, "'Did that just happen?' Yeah, it did, nodded Russell. Quincy, now an ordinary dog again, was at his feet, tail wagging and staring at the ball in Russell's hand. Do you want this, Quincy? He asked with a smile. Quincy barked and began to run, looking backwards with excitement. Okay then, Russell said, drawing his arm back. I'll make this my best throw yet. And for the next hour... There they stayed, one family and their dog, making the most of being outside. The end.